Hey there, podcast listeners. The internet defines a shit show as a situation or event marked by chaos or controversy. And while we here at the Story Machine 9000 said we wouldn't get in the habit of making excuses, we actually experienced some pretty wild technical difficulties during this episode. Specifically, we spent nearly an hour trying to connect our guests to the studio. And as a result, not only did we have less time to create a story than we normally do, I think the whole experience threw everyone off their game a little bit. Lucky for us, we were rolling the whole time. So what you're about to hear is a condensed version of our colossal fuck-up, followed by one of the most harebrained episodes we've ever committed to tape. Okay, Enjoy. So, so I'm still not hearing anything. Let's see. This, that's on. Okay. Reconnected. Oh. Oh, you're in. What happened to Brent? Um, external microphone built in. Brent, can you hear us? Okay, so he can hear us, but we can't hear him for some reason. Brant. Brant. No. Brant. Well, we had it working yesterday. What the hell? That's all. That's all. I know. Right. Yeah, I keep. I keep just like touching the cables, hoping that they'll just. Brent, it's got to be something on your end, they'll, man. They'll change their mind. Do you um, want to maybe call in or something? We can try to figure this yeah. out or share your screen or something. Here, uh, I'm gonna drop you a line, Brent. Hey, dude. Hey. Sorry, this is kind of a pain in the ass. Um, so Dave, Dave and I tested this exact configuration yesterday, and everything was working. So uh, not to point fingers, but I, I think it might be something on your end. How? <laughs> oh, I see Hello. stuff. Hello. Hi. Keep talking, Brent. Tell me about your morning. Yeah. Is it in I, the headphones? Yeah, I can hear him in the headphones. He's just super quiet. Yeah. Brent, one second. I'm going to hang up. All right, Brent, can you hear me? Brent, Brent Howard, Beho. Uh-oh, what happened? Oh, God. God damn, what a pain in the dick. Oh, shit. What's going on with your phone? Should I call him mine? No, I need a dongle. <sighs> what the fuck? What the shit? Brent, I can see you're talking, but just, I just can't hear you. All right, so, okay, Brent's back. Oh, oh, my God. Brent? Brent, 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 Brent. Hello? Brent, is that you? Yes. Yes, we can. All right, one second. Oh, my God, this is great. Getting some feedback, though. Brent? Brent? What the hell is going on? Okay. Oh my god. God damn it. Okay. Um, um okay. We're, sorry, we're, dude. <laughs> that's all right. We're bailing on Zencaster. Okay. Zencaster's done. Everyone everyone get the hell out of Zencaster. All right. And we don't need this either. So you can nope. you could rip that shit out of there. Let's that's just, just let's, let's start removing like what the <laughs> fuck is happening? Okay. Sorry. So like we've got some like straight up bizarro shit happening over here. Like yeah. it's, it is like wild as hell. Right? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can't hear you. Oh, I can hear him. I can hear him. But but he can't hear us now. Uh, okay, so, all right. We're just we're just we're we're just gonna put him on speaker. On. Fuck it. Show's yep. got to go on. Yep. It's, okay. It's crunch time. Yep. All right, Brent. I'm calling you. All right. Episode start. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Story Machine 9000, a podcast where we conceptualize movies based on the 48-hour concept. Our movies comprise of four things, a genre, a prop, a line of dialogue, and a location. It's kind of like having a desk full of fucking wires and not being able to properly include someone remotely. Uh, my name is Joshua Lytle. I'm a podcaster, filmmaker, and storyteller. Uh, I'm Dave Ailey, uh, voiceover guy, dungeon master, and I enjoy Korean barbecue. Good deal. And we actually have a very special guest today, uh, Brent Howard. Brent, uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Hello. My name's Brent. Um, I'm a assistant editor uh, at an ad agency in Hollywood. Uh, I lived most of my life in Ohio. Um, I used to work with the gang from this podcast. And uh, thanks for 
having me on. Quick shout out to Tyler Routes, my boss, who is letting me arrive late to work today. How late he, exactly? <laughs> uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see how far uh, we can stretch this. But he's actually uh, a, a, an Ohio native as well. Oh, so he'll understand. Good deal. He'll understand. <laughs> sure. Uh, so what's going on with the machine today? <laughs> what isn't going on with the machine today? It seems to be suffering from some technical difficulties yeah, today. Yeah, I think it might have something to do with that bucket of water we poured on it last episode. Yeah, that's probably right. Uh, let me take a look in here. All right, I'm going to open up the, the bay here. Oh, my God, it's rusted out. Uh-oh. Brent, how do you take care of rusted things? You, uh, you get a rust remover and you pour it in a like a like a some sort of container like a bathtub and then you dip it in there yeah yeah larry left his bag here let's see if he's got some uh, rust remover in his bag let's mm. see okay um oh isn't that it right there yeah uh it's yeah i think so it's all it's weird it looks like russian or something but yeah rust oleum <laughs> lots of strange uh, characters i yeah. can't recognize all right well you know it can't be. It can't get any worse. So we'll we'll give it a shot. All right. We'll just uh, start filling up the tub here. All right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And dump some of this crap in. All right, uh, Josh. Give me a hand lifting the machine in here. Sure As you thing. know, it's pretty heavy. Yep. One, two, three. Uh, oh! Oh! It's fizzing. Ooh! Things are happening. Oh! Chemical reactions. Yep. Ah. All right. I guess we should remove it. Yeah. A quick. Uh, All right, that should do her. Uh, Josh, you want to flip around? Yeah. All right, here we go. All right. Well, I'll be. Looks like our genre is uh, printing out. Well, tape's a little soggy. Yeah. Uh, I think I can make it out. Our genre is Greek hero. Greek hero. Our prop is a falcon. Nice. (laughs) Our line is, would you come to my funeral? Oh, this is great already. And the location is a grocery store. Okay, that kind of topples it a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk Greek hero. Um, Not to be confused with Roman. Yeah. Oedipus? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of weird because I think, uh, you know, Greek mythology is really kind of what a lot of storytelling is, is based, based on, on right? right? So, I mean, this is probably incorrect, but I've always kind of thought of, you know, you take Greek hero and you think of Greek tragedy or... Uh, or I think of epics, like, you know. Yeah. But this could be a period piece in which it's like, you know, you have some sort of hero going on some sort of quest with his, you know, falcon friend. Uh, 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 Clash of the Titans, is that is that Greek? Yeah. Um, it's got a lot of characters in there. Uh, it's got the mechanical owl. Yeah, I, I, I don't... I guess for whatever reason, I, I wasn't thinking of it in, necessarily in terms of taking taking place or being set in Greece so much as, I mean, it's really kind of in our wheelhouse because it, it follows that, that traditional structure. Right. right? So when you think of, uh, you know, Greek mythology, you know, be it like Hercules or something like that, you know, there's, this is the wheel. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the wheel. It's the, the character flaw. It's all those, it's all those Joseph Campbell, you know, hero with a thousand faces sort of thing. Yep. Um, very much so. And so monomyth baby. Yeah, and so maybe, you know, at the risk of kind of bending the rules a little bit, maybe we think about it in terms of, yeah, it's, you know, Greek hero, it's the monomyth, it's really sort of a by-the-book sort of I like it. Tale. Especially and, with our time. Yeah, and, and, to, and to Brent's point, yeah, like, you know, there's, there, I think there's definitely opportunity for like an annual uh, or an animal companion or something like that. Okay. Um, so where and when are we? Well, so we have grocery store, and then keep in mind that we also have the, the the line, which is, would you come to my funeral? And the prop, which is, oh, the falcon. falcon. Yeah. Yeah. This is interesting. So we've never really had a, like, prop as character before either. Right. Right. Which is great. You know, unless, if, unless we, we decide to, you know... Uh, do something like the Maltese Falcon and like the Falcon's not a real Falcon. And it's sort of like a, <laughs> a symbolic thing. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Or maybe it's like a, like a brand of like, I don't know. Uh, it's a, it's Falcon flakes in the grocery store. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause we can be kind of creative with how we use the, use the prop. It doesn't have to be a literal Falcon. No. You know? Uh, I, I guess I'm a little, uh, hazy on like the tropes of like a Greek hero story. 
for whatever reason, I, I, I immediately think of Greek tragedy. So they're, they're sort of like these fall from grace stories. So, you know, it's someone who's at the top of their game and, uh, you know, they're walking on sunshine and then, and then yes, um, something happens and normally they have some sort of a a flaw. You know, I think of like Achilles, like the Achilles heel or, um, you know, Hercules had something. Yeah. Uh, was it the person who flew too close to the sun? Oh, Icarus. Satan. What? Satan. <laughs> That's different, though. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, but there's like other ones like, um, um, like Sisyphus, like the guy who's got to push, he, he has to push the boulder up the mountain for right. eternity. Like, I don't remember why, but it's just like, like when people say like it's a Sisyphean effort, like it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, right. it's hard. <laughs> Yeah, actually, that's 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 a good set of that's a good set of uh, rails, actually, Josh. Because you have, you have, it's if we think about an arc of once but until it lasts, it's like the but until but then at last it just like dips down instead yeah. of goes up. Yeah, and I don't normally aso- associate these with being like uh, feel good stories either. Like Not they, really. Yeah, well, they, they're they're like cautionary tales or lessons. Yeah. Yeah. Fabulistic. Yeah. Not to be confused with fatalistic. Yeah. So, like, I, I feel like we're 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 dealing with a with a sort of fall from grace story. Cool, I like it. I dig it too. So, so it's like it's 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 uh, there's there's a couple tropes I think that happen with this too. It's like person with person with either a extraordinary ability. Or some sort of uh, a boon, be it a, a a device or something that they have that makes them kind of incredible. Yeah. So unlike our modern superheroes, where they're just like awesome and saving us, these people take on sort of like a, a I don't know, kind of a a singular task that they overexploit, and then it becomes sort of their undoing, and their in in kind of their punishment. So yeah, so so just like Icarus had the wax wings, you know, that was his ability to fly. He got too cocky with it, just trying mm-hmm. to see how high he could fly, and ended up going too close to the sun. Wings melted. Well, it didn't end up well for him. Needless, needless to say. Yeah, I and mean, I like where you're going. It's either it's either an ability that they have, whether it's like super strength or something like that, or, or like something in their toolkit. Yeah, kit. right. Or it's like a it's a yeah it's an item or something that they have that that imbues them with with magical properties and then without it they're just they're they're helpless right, right? and so I mean let's let's kind of think about our setting grocery store and like maybe maybe some of the okay maybe I don't know I mean, I I, I'm, I don't want to I don't want to try and be too directional with it but I mean grocery but, store does modernize things yeah um, to me what do you think Brent uh. I, I mean, when I think of a grocery store, I just think of like Meyer or something. Um, I, I, I haven't visited any or seen or Ralph's. I'm just trying to keep it California for you. Oh yeah. Ralph's Ralph's is the Kroger of uh, California. Um, but I, I, I guess what are you trying to get at Dave with, um, it not being modern? Then what is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I for whatever reason, I, I pictured it, it it being modern just by virtue of being a grocery store. It being okay. sort of a, a relatively new uh, concept or invention. Um, I mean, it, like like within the last like whatever you know, hundred years or something. Yeah. Um, and then just applying some some of those Greek myth uh, elements to it, right? And so like, kind of see this playing out. Yeah, like. You know, it's a really bad example, but there was that that movie with Dane Cook called Employee of the Month. Oh, I remember that. And one. like, there was like the uh, Dak Shepard. He was like mm-hmm. like this crazy good bagger. Remember that? Like, he could like check out people really yeah, really super, quickly, super fast. You know, and so like, and like, there's like a fall from grace element there too, which is kind of funny. But what happened to him? He he didn't get the girl. That's I think the only. Oh no, he he didn't win the Civic. Uh, it was a car. Um, but there was a contest of sorts. Yeah, yeah, there was. Yeah, there was a competition because for for a newish Honda Civic. Yeah, it was like I don't know. It was it's it's not a great example, but <laughs> it's not a bad um, example. Though. Yeah. Um, maybe we should just write uh, Employee of the Month too. Yeah, it'll just take the next like whatever well, thirty minutes. As you know, one of my favorite 
pieces of uh, video ever committed was the, uh, I think it was made by Sunoco, the creators of the plastic bag, Build Walls, uh, as part of my first training at Food Town in Toledo, Ohio. Uh, my favorite training video absolutely of all time. What if somebody had the ability to bag without building walls? I, I think you're capturing a very specific part of the market there. <laughs> I think I am. That was too yeah. narrow. I'm going to put my producer hat on for a second. That's I'm fine. I'm going to say, this is a very niche film. <laughs> but but what if it was like a big bagging contest? Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. I think I always go to contests, though. I mean, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to rethink that. I like I like where you were going. Like it's it's the stuff of legend, right? He's either insanely good at what he does or or, or what they do. Or, yeah. yeah. Um. Boy. Yeah. Um. Uh. When I think of uh, kind of like the uh, modernization of like a uh, old fable, I'm thinking of Baz Luhrmann and uh, Romeo and Juliet kind of modernize it. So. Hmm. Okay, that's kind of an interesting uh, yeah. take on it. It's certainly a it's certainly a rapper for right. the for for the the story. Yeah, I mean it's it's weird because I think all the elements are there. I think we're, we're you know in other words we're we're working we're taking the model pretty literally, right? By virtue of having Greek hero, we can rely heavily on the sort of traditional story wheel or the story the 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 hero's journey. You know, so there's yeah, like into the cave and all that doesn't yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like where's the cave moment? Oh, man. They just walk into a cooler. <laughs> yeah, into the beer cave. Yeah, or into, into the milk, the the dairy chiller. <laughs> it's got to cool off from like exercising too hard, practicing for this. Okay, so in coffee they have barista contests. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like this. I I've always liked the concept, just personally, uh, of taking a mundane trade and applying a contest element to it to lift it up to something greater and really it does kind of um just for the industry itself it just kind of like you know gives you a sort of a gold star to reach towards um i don't know bagging's already taken uh but like deli meat slicing uh you know you got your uh there's a lot of things in the grocery store there's a lot of jobs a lot of skills a lot of different skills that are happening there yeah yeah. Or or on the flip side, it could be a like a frequent customer or something. Um, Brent, I think you just hopped on something awesome. There are those there's those crazy coupon clippers who like really, really measure their effective awesomeness by spending zero dollars and zero cents. Or or I mean, or them getting money back from or getting getting money back. Yeah. Making money. Yeah. Like this person, this person is the ultimate coupon clipper. And like that in and of itself is like an obsession and they just like, it stops the line. It makes everybody else mad. But yet just for this one person, like they get mass excitement out of it. What if it just throwing this way out there, it's in the, you know, 20 years from now when there's no more coupons, like a coupon's a dying breed and it's, it's all going digital. And, um, like they're like one of the last coupon clippers or something. And oh yeah, this person has just okay. like this because the expiry rate is just like so far off in the distance, maybe or something. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's a, a a Greek hero equivalent to like a John Henry situation, right? Where mm. you know, so because what made me think about it is th- this idea that yeah, there's there's somebody who's who's done things in a really traditional way up until uh, a new innovation or something oh, right. like that. Yeah, and. And their failure to evolve is their death, basically. Is their boon, but eventually their downfall. Yeah. Like there has to be a win and then a and then a comeuppance. <laughs> I don't I haven't visualized it yet. Okay, there's also the hawk. The Falcon. The Falcon, yep. sorry. Yep. Falcon. Okay, okay, okay. Well, let me just let me just um I'm gonna I'm gonna not not to do a hard reset because I feel like we were starting to get someplace. But what if it's just simply like a falconry contest that takes place in a grocery store parking lot? What's falconry? Falconry is uh, falconry is you you get your falcon to do things that you want to do. Yeah. Um, and this person uh, maybe has some sort of either psychic connection with their falcon or has an innate ability to get their falcon to do cool stuff. Um, 
So basically you have like a little piece of meat in your leather gloved hand and you whistle a command and the falcon does something. Oh my god. <laughs> so <laughs> I just so I just I just I just had like this really bizarre sort of quasi Go on. tangential thought. Like mm-hmm. do you remember that show um <laughs> uh oh my god, what the hell was the show when you would um basically just like cruise through the store with like a shopping cart and you'd like rip shit off the shelves. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But it was like something, it was on Nickelodeon. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was, uh, I can't remember what it was, but didn't it was, it wasn't like associated with double dare or something. No, I mean, I think it was in the spirit. I think it was, it was his own, it was his own show. Yeah. Um, super shoppers, something like, yeah, that. some, something like basically a shopping spree show, I, I, like picture a competition and like, you know, the, I, I think, part of Falcon I like where you're competitions going. are like they send them to like retrieve something and so like, right. <laughs> imagine these competitions where people had falcons and they send them like through a grocery store to find like a box of cereal or something <laughs> I don't know I mean okay I, I'm into it oh my god I well that takes a lot of training like yeah. you would have to train your falcon uh, to recognize certain things um, and so the ability, the innate ability could either come from the communication to the Falcon or actually the Falcon itself. That's actually, this person discovers this super smart Falcon, but maybe overuses it. Yeah. And so the Falcon ends up dying, you know, because from like exhaustion or something. From flying too much. From flying too much, <laughs> which is what Falcons do. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like that seems closer. That seems yeah. like we're missing it closer. Brent, what yeah. do you think? Uh, you know, I'm 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 liking the track it's going on. Um, uh, I'm I'm just curious. Uh, so you said that it's like a win and then a fall. So you're saying that this our main character um, uh, has success with this falcon over various competitions, and then and and then it it gets injured. And then this person is just doesn't win competitions anymore. That's kind of what I'm. Oh, the Falcon gets injured. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Or or just too exhausted to 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 compete. Yeah, like like it's the person's greed that drives the Falcon too hard and ends up not winning yeah. in the end or something. Like he has. It's 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 like maybe the cautionary tale is like, you know, don't don't look a gift horse in the mouth kind of a thing. Yeah. Like maybe this person discovers this Falcon. Um, you know, and it's just he's like, "Wow, what do I do with the Falcon?" Someone's like, "Actually, there's a falconry contest." Yada yada yada. I don't know. It's starting to seem like something. I I, I like where it's going. I mean, <laughs> is this too familiar of a territory? No, I like. Would I make this movie? I don't know, but like, not yet. <laughs> um, I think. Well, that's the Falcon's name is Falcor. <laughs> um. So I, I, I like I like the, the cautionary tale aspect of it. I like the, the fact that there's kind of a moral to the story and it, you know, whether it's yeah, don't look at a gift horse in the mouth or so, I I was even and thinking it's kinda of giving tree too. Yeah, like I was kinda of thinking like, yeah, more like maybe maybe giving tree, but also at the same time or or um like if he gets really like precious with it, right? And so he like you know, he is just like very, very attached to, to, to the Falcon to the point where like he doesn't like let it see daylight. <laughs> just yeah, kind of kill. Like, yeah, like, just yeah, smothers it. Yeah, just yeah. Um, which for whatever reason to me feels more Greek tragedy like. Yeah, right? like you've got like this. The comedies and the tragedies. Like, there were yeah. only two stories back in the day. Yeah, evidently it was only two channels. <laughs> um, and so, and I, I think where I, where I'm sort of struggling is just this like really insane thing that that I had actually brought up, which is this whole like you know, falconer competition in a grocery store sort of thing. Like, okay. I, um, and I mean, that, that could be the one that could be his eventual undoing, you know? Yeah. I mean, and it's not our job to, to, to spend disbelief on this podcast, right? Like what's up? Okay. Uh, Brent, you can't see, but I have big wild eyes. Um, oh God, I saw them from all the way over here. <laughs> um, have you ever been in a brewery or some sort of uh, warehouse uh, it's very big open space, much like a grocery store, and they have big ass fans. TM. Okay, God, I don't like where this is going. Yeah, yeah. I think you know where it's going. <laughs> oh God, our falcon dies. It doesn't have to be that way, but it's something. There should be an element of danger in the in the grocery yeah. store. So we're 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 kind of struggling here a little bit, and so I think what we'll do is we'll we'll, we'll take a break and we'll uh, attempt to put all these pieces together. 
in a, in a way that 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 kind of reflects all the beats of a of a Greek tragedy or a, a Greek hero story rather. And uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> And we're back. Wow, I get to talk now. Um, so, uh, so guys, I was thinking we could maybe do a little bit of uh, a background about this character, uh, who he or she is, um, how they find this falcon, and what fault they have that ends up becoming kind of the boon that the falcon brings. Really quickly, Dave. Um You've said boon like six times. Can Have we, I? Can, yeah. Can we talk about what a boon is? Uh, a boon is uh, essentially um, uh, a, a plus one in video games or whatever. It's it, a, a boon is an extra ability. Um, if, if you think about a, a flaw in a character, a boon is kind of a, a, a big a big bonus, I suppose, of sorts. Uh Sorry, I keep saying boon and not explaining it. We like to keep the podcast educational, educational. somewhat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, it's, it's learning without knowing it. I forget what it's like not to know. Classic mistake. Okay, so so we 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 have some some components with which to play with here. So we've got uh, a character who is uh, really defined by their ownership of this falcon right yeah. so without it they would just be a normal average joe type person and by virtue of of so having, joe yeah joe yep so by virtue of joe having this falcon he's um he has you know he's he's sort of risen to fame and um by extension he's kind of become sort of protective or sort of uh, uh, uh possessive of the falcon which you know, we talked about earlier might actually be his downfall. So, kind of working with that really rough framework. Yep. Let's let's think about the hero's journey because we're dealing with a Greek story uh, or a Greek hero, and let's let's just kind of uh, walk through the beats. And when I say the beats, I mean the um, when we when we think about the the traditional hero's journey story wheel, et cetera, et cetera. So, Brent, um, not to put you on the spot, but why don't you just riff on this person named Joe describe their ordinary world and how they kind of get this call to adventure. All right. So got this guy, Joe. Um, he, uh, started with nothing. Um, he heard about these competitions where, um, people take their kind of prized birds. Um, normally they're, you know, more, uh, agile, uh, type birds, but uh, uh, this this Joe gets a falcon, and it's very aggressive, hard to hone. But uh, but he but he kind of takes it in, and it's kind of like uh, like a knight's tale, right? Where you know you pick up armor, where it's it's very like. Uh, it, it's advantageous and you're at a disadvantage at the same time. Um, and nobody believes that you can compete with this Falcon. Um, you kind of assume this position of you can compete. Um, and yeah, once he gets his Falcon, he thinks he can do this uh, competition. I, I think he, he, he finds it. Maybe, maybe it's injured so he's walking around, uh, let's say uh, Hollywood, California, one day, and uh, and he's you know he's he's going out of a Ralph's, and uh, here's a here's a caw caw around the back by the dumpster, and <laughs> uh, and and it's limping. It's in a wheelchair. <laughs> it's his panhandling on the corner. Arms for the poor. Um, I uh, I. I think it, it might have a tag on it already, so it belongs to someone. So we got kind of a complex hero where it's, it, it, 
it's going to give him an advantage if he takes ownership of it. But uh, Brent, I really like that. Not to not to interject, but I really love that it's tagged to somebody else because that actually can help us have some sort of sage person that comes in later on. Yeah, and that might be I don't know the fall or whatever. Excellent start, Brent. Josh, what happens next? I'm not sure. So, um, so if if I understand correctly, we have this character who, um, uh, by way of happenstance, uh, stumbles upon a, an injured falcon who clearly belongs to somebody else, but, uh, you know, for better or worse, he decides to, uh, to mend it and, uh, take it, take it under his wing. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I guess in, in, in some ways we could kind of see this as being the, the, the call to adventure maybe, mm-hmm. um, in our, in our story. So, you know, well, you, it's sort of an, an accident or something happens that kind of, uh, takes begins your journey from your normal world to the the uh, the, the extraordinary of, yeah the, the special mm-hmm. um so so I had a thought so so Joe Joe takes takes the the injured falcon loads it into his uh, pinto and then heads to his uh, his apartment uh, he's on the top floor of a seventeen floor walk up it's a, it's a lot for Joe every day and. Um, and anyway, he starts to nurse this thing back to health, and and when he does, uh, he's he's watching TV one day. The Falcon's sort of next to him. He's feeding him a little bottle of a uh, of formula, and uh, and uh, and and he's watching Jeopardy. And you know, uh, he Joe always watches Jeopardy every Thursday. And uh, Alex Trebek, you know, reads the question, and Joe instinctively just says the like the question, like, uh, "What is?" What is what is a pigeon? And then all of a sudden, like the falcon just like instinctively like pops up, zips out of the open window, and then not not fifteen seconds later, the falcon shows up with a pigeon like clutched in its claws, and Joe is just astounded. And so if this were a Super Bowl Doritos commercial, he would then get the hint and he would say, Go get me a bag of Doritos. <laughs> right. And then the Falcon would fly out the window. <laughs> I mean, in all seriousness, though, yeah. like so, like this is his sort of his teaching moment where he starts to begin to understand. You know, like up until now, he's just figured oh, I'm being a good Samaritan and I'm sort of uh, nursing this falcon back to health. But now I'm beginning to understand the the, yeah, the sort of value or the qualities of a falcon that yeah. are actually very very useful. Like yeah, he's reveling and he's like, you, you can speak English, and and the falcon kind of nods at him, like you know, like uh. Or he's just reading my mind, and he's like, "Yeah, his eyes get all wide, or something." I don't know. Uh, I think this might be a good opportunity for like a uh, Joe's like friend that comes in that introduces the opportunity for this competition. So we get the refusal of the call. Nice, actually, that's perfect. So, so as the as the hawk like enters back in, he's just like, "Oh my god!" Like he's just having this revelation. His like friend walks in with like a pizza, and he's just like, "Hey, dude." Oh, gross! You got a dead pigeon in your apartment, and also a hawk. Uh, what's this all about? Are you doing that competition that everyone's talking about in the grocery store? <laughs> I feel like I'm really ham-fisting this oh thing my right gosh. now. <laughs> this is like easily one of the biggest shoehorns we've <laughs> ever had. On this the is podcast. the biggest shoehorn, and I and for the record. I totally blame the technical difficulties at the beginning of the show. Not only was that like mentally disabling, but like we are under a serious time crunch right now. We are, and and and, and forgive my and forgive my just ham fisting everything, but like I'm just trying to like push everything along. How does Joe refuse the call, Brent? Uh, he refuses the call by uh, moving cities. <laughs> moving cities, so he moves out of Hollywood. Where does he go? Uh, he goes. He goes back to uh, back home, back to, back back to the Midwest, where no one can ever bug him again. He takes the Falcon with him, though, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. He exactly he takes the Falcon with him. Okay, so just just to be clear, his buddy's like, "Oh, dude, you got a Falcon. You should you should uh, compete with that." And he's like, "Nope, I choose instead to move." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what compels him to move that far. Uh, yeah, is Joe unemployed at the moment? Like, does he have not much going on? Oh, I think I think he's trying to he's trying real hard to make it for himself in an expensive city, and then and then it's kind of the final. Um, you know what? 
he doesn't go back to the Midwest. He he wants to, but this is his last opportunity uh, to to uh, make a name for himself for felt a bird flying competition. I mean, any uh, any ins and in in Hollywood. Okay, so so maybe maybe this is a way to to, to kind of uh, to really sort of bring all that that together. Um, I like Dave your your inclusion of Joe's profession. Let's say Joe is just intrinsically speaking an animal lover he works at a pet store love it and you know he's nursing this falcon back to health and his buddy's like oh my gosh like that's really radical you should totally uh um enter some falconry competitions he's like that's ridiculous yeah yeah actually brent that's that's totally good because if as a as a lover of animals he would never use it for his own betterment normally so um, as part of the, 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 the refusal to the call, he moves to like the middle of nowhere to, well, well I, I didn't think we were moving anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, that's like lingering over his, his, his head, like, you know, the first portion of the film, um, he's going to pack up shop unless something magical happens. Let's say his friend, like also while coming in, he's like, Hey, I brought a pizza. And by the way, you got a couple of bills. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've just picked up your mail for you. Slight mail fraud, but I'm handing it to you. So I'm no longer in violation. By the way, uh, it looks like you have some sort of eviction notice. <laughs> hey, Hey, have you heard of these Falcon competitions? <laughs> <laughs> Look, you've got this, this innocuous flyer advertising a falconry competition. Oh man. My apartment, Brent, what's the going rate of an apartment in L.A. right now? Currently, uh, I don't know. One bedroom's like maybe fifteen hundred. Nice. Okay, not the worst, I guess, but still very okay. expensive. Um. So so let's let's Thank all you. agree that Joe Joe is an animal lover, and his buddy is the one who is is kind of prodding him at at entering this this falcon into to competition because and, his bills are stacking up. Yeah. He's you know he's he's not really you're sort of. Um, you know, being a being a Petco employee in 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 uh, the LA Hollywood area, you'd have to supplement your income somehow. I think to survive there. Exactly. Yeah. He's 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 just bleeding at this point. Okay. And so he's he's take, he's taking care of this falcon, and this is kind of at play in the back of his mind the whole time, right? You know, he says, "Like I understand, like if if I could just enter this falcon, we should give the falcon a name, Freddy, Freddy, Freddy." Yeah, you know, if you find Freddy, please call this number or whatever. Uh, maybe the friend also points that out, like, "Hey, dude, what's with that tag on there?" It's like, "Oh yeah, there's some sort of tag. I haven't gotten around to it yet." Well, he's 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 probably very honest with this friend. Uh, at, at at least that's what I was getting. Um, and uh, I was also thinking this. This guy's like an Ace Ventura. He's got like a thousand pets in his house, and that's why he's so broke. Yeah, actually, that's pretty good. And none of them are as cool as this Falcon. Exactly, because none of them can make him as like money. Actually, money, because as as we know, Hollywood is known for its falconry competitions, and and he's gonna and he's gonna take full advantage. Not to jump to the end, but I just kind of thought, but but that. to definitely jump to the end. <laughs> um, the so. Uh, Conveniently speaking, um, this Falcon competition exists and the creator of it is the owner of this Falcon because he wants to get, he, he, he wants to find this Falcon. Cause I mean, it, you kind of have to make sense of this whole thing in the modern day. Like why the F is this Falcon competition in Los Angeles? That's a good thought. So, so, so this owner of it would knows that his pet is extraordinary he lost him somehow, but he knows that if he set out this this contest, that the best and brightest of all falcons would come, and his would definitely be one of them. I mean, it has to make like national news, you know, that this like falconry competition is happening. So, when thinking about the wheel, this is kind of our, this is kind of the the, you know, six o'clock. This is the the ordeal. This yep. is this is when the majority of the drama happens, and you know, there's some some question about the ownership of the falcon and. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Yeah. Um, so 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 Joe enters. So Joe reluctantly but uh, needfully needs to enter the contest. He puts down his information um, and he gets an email quickly fired back. Like I I need to see you immediately. Uh, signed yours truly, uh, 
Baron Von, uh, you know, uh, Hawkeye or something like that, whatever. I don't know. That's a stupid name. Uh, you know, um, Jay Bulk. What? <laughs> Jay Bulk. Jay Bulk. That's the name of the guy who puts on the contest. Jay Bulk. Yep. It's canon now. No turning back. <laughs> uh, would, would he be introduced to this, basically the villain, um, like midway, or would it be kind of like the last piece of information he learns? It's kind of cave moment slash like introducing yourself to the enemy. So it does deviate a little bit from it, like because the 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 special world that we're entering right now, and gosh, Brent, I hope you're looking at the same model we are. Um, is that uh, um, is that basically like at this moment, like he's he's almost called to the office of the enemy. Think of like uh, uh, it's a wonderful life when he goes and meets Potter. Um, like he's he's introduced to the enemy is tempted by the enemy but sticks to his guns so i think in this scene joe uh joe enters his falcon he puts his falcon's rightful name um and then he recognizes by the tag the owner um is summoning him there and so there's this meeting takes place um high up in some sort of uh uh I guess a tower somewhere. <laughs> it's it's in the uh, uh, gr- the the Griffith Observatory. Uh, sure. Oh my God, that's too good. Yeah. So so they're on the top of that 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 building, and invited into the rich mahogany dwellings of uh, of Jay Bulk, uh, who swings around his high backed leather chair and looks directly at Joe and says, uh, "Have you the Falcon?" <laughs> So, I know this is like a real inopportune time to to derail this, but like, where does the where does the grocery store come in? Well, that's where it's be taking place. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Where does the line come in? I don't think we've talked about that. Nope. Not at all. Uh, nope. Not at all. Nope. Well, uh, that'll be the that'll be the song. That'll be that'll be the theme song. We'll we'll write an original uh, uh, piece Are of music. Are you going to my funeral? <laughs> Wait, what's the line? Are you going to that funeral? Would, my, would you go to my funeral? Would you go to my... That's it. Um, that's when the bird dies, and that's the song that plays out in the credits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> would you come to my funeral? <laughs> by um, by Brent, Dave, and Josh. <laughs> um, so, so, so what's his... Uh, so, like, what's his, like, win and, um, like, his ultimate fall is... I mean, does this... Uh, who did you say? Jayback? Does 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 he kill, or does he outcast our heroes? Oh yeah, I think you're you're touching on a good amount of stuff. So so the two meet. Uh, Jay Bulk uh, recognizes the Falcon straight away because Joe, uh, in in just some innocence, brings the bird to the meeting for some reason. Says that's my bird, but the bird innately shows a bit of skepticism to go back to Jay Bulk, like. There's, there's hurt there. There's, yeah. there's, there's seemingly some, some abuse that's happened. Um, yeah, cries a little. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you've never seen a hawk cry, but when hawks cry. Um, so anyway, uh, <laughs> this is what it sounds like when hawks cry. Uh, so Joe gets a bad feeling about this whole situation and recognizes Jay Bulk as like someone who just wants to have this thing and actually just like win his own contest, uh, which is just just seems wrong. Just the whole thing just just seems wrong to Jay. So Jay retracts from the meeting, says, I'm going to beat you fair and square, Mr. Bulk. I don't care how much money you have. I'm going to beat you. <laughs> God damn it. That's the American way. There you go. You throw "God damn it" at the end of any line, and I, it, like you're, you're, you've captured right your you, heart. You've captured my imagination. Okay, good. Yep. That's good to know going forward. Yeah, at least for the purposes of this podcast. Okay. Uh, okay. So, so like, like in, in a lot of ways, the, the gauntlet's been thrown, right? So, like, he's, you know, uh, we're 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 in the thick of it now, and. 
it's the could we could we consider this the final confrontation yeah okay yeah so like a quick trading montage of the of the hawk uh and then it's morning of the contest brent what happens uh morning of the contest um the the falcon has disappeared oh i like (laughs) it oh man i like it oh what a twist twist and um I'm trying to I'm trying to keep keep on the rails of this uh, structure we have. I'm not sure what's next. I actually really do like the 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 Falcon being gone, um, and it's really coming down to it. And um, the first, like he's he's not you know your 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 Falcon. All right, maybe doesn't need to be here in the beginning, but we're going to start the contest, and if they aren't here by the end. You know you're disqualified. So the the caller of the contest, the grand the magistrate, the referee, yeah. says, "For the first contest, I'm going to lose this silly accent. For the first <laughs> for the first contest, uh, I say you've got to get one can of albacore tuna uh, from this here grocery store. We're gonna we're gonna open up both doors, and then your birds can fly." Um, and so Joe just starts to think, thinks thoughts real hard. And he's just on the line of the, like the starting line, hoping that Freddie comes and lands on his finger and he does. And he does actually with the can, no, with the can. Yeah. So, so like the whistle blows and, and, and Joe's heart just sinks and he's like, can of tuna. Where are you, Freddie? Uh, and then, yeah, like before you know it, like Freddie just shows up <laughs> with a with a can of tuna in his in his clutches and a look of love towards Joe faster than any other bird, like faster than any other bird. Yeah. Yeah. At, at this point, the reason why Freddie is even able to fly is because of Joe. He 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 cured him of his injury. Um so that's why he's the fastest falcon. <laughs> Josh is losing it over something. What are you losing it over? So my, my favorite, my favorite line of the whole film is, <clears throat> "He nursed them back to health, and that's why he's the best falcon." <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I really feel like we're, we're we, we've officially made our magnum opus. This is the last episode of the podcast. We can't possibly do any better than this. That's it's like the Mugatu uh, <laughs> kind of line. Like he's nursing back to health. That's why he's the best Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh man. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so <laughs> we all we all agree he's the best Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> he's making me giddy. Oh, oh shit. man. Something about that nursing. Yeah. <laughs> they just fed him pizza rolls and. <laughs> uh, all right, and. Uh, and <laughs> oh my god! Okay. All right. Fast forward to the end. So through. through <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. So I one thing. Yeah. All right. So recognizing recognizing the superiority of Freddie, Jay Bulk decides to push the referee out of the way and say for the last competition you have to go retrieve something out of the cooler but first you must make it through the grocery store unscathed and he like hits a switch and all the big ass fans start to turn on and like Joe's looking at it like oh my god this could actually really hurt Freddy but he decides to do it anyway (laughs) You're the best Falcon, Freddy. Um, <laughs> because I... <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm, right, I'm, I'm going to send you into harm's way. Yep. To win this competition. And then what happens, Brent? Uh, and then... And, and then... Uh, so, Fr- Freddy doesn't want to do it because he's a smart Falcon because he's better now. And... And... Uh, and... He loses a competition. So Joe, at this point, uh, he's he's uh, put put Freddie through everything, and he realizes, you know what, I can't I can't do this. I'm not Jay Balk because this is what Jay Balk would do. 
And then Jay Balk walks up to <laughs> Joe with a 45 caliber. And <laughs> oh my God. Yes, go on. And, uh, and, and he, um, and then <laughs> Joe's, Joe's friend is there, uh, reaches out, um, uh, and says, will you come to my funeral? And, uh, yeah, evil wins. Moral of the story. Yeah. There you go. All right. And then we, <laughs> and then we have the, will you go to my funeral song playing out? Yep. So is that the title of the movie too? Will you come to my funeral? I feel like that's almost giving it away. Yeah. Be like Freddie, right. a story of complete success. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I, I I agree. I think it, it might be a little too on the nose. Like it, like normally we don't use the line in the title, um, and so I wonder if I don't like thinking thinking of like traditional Greek mythology. It's always the 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 Odyssey of so and so or the journey of the ballad of. Blah blah blah. I don't know. Joe, I mean, a Falcon yeah. incredible story. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, sure. Joe, a, f- a Falcon good tale. I like a Falcon good tale. Okay. Yeah. This is like I said, a Falcon incredible journey. Oh yeah. But I like a Falcon good tale. There you go. Yeah. Not great. Good. No, it's yeah. Just good. Okay. It's just Falcon good. There we go. Okay. Joe, well, uh, <laughs> on that topic, I think um, I, th- I, th- I think we got a picture here. Um, <laughs> and, and fade, fade to, to black. black. All right, for better or worse, we're done. We we are out of time. Jesus Christ. Yep. <laughs> we're, we're, we we are going to print. <laughs> My God. Yep. Um. Well, so, everybody. Yeah. Man. So on that note, um, if you have any suggestions on how we can reimburse you for your time or uh, otherwise apologize for this this incredibly just derailed like, garbage heap that we just yeah. handed over to you. <laughs> you can uh, send those suggestions to storymachine9000 at gmail.com or you can tweet us directly at storymachine9k hashtag sm9k Thanks and we'll see you next time. <laughs> Good God. Oh my God. What the hell just happened for the last two oh hours? My God. <laughs> and that's the show everyone. Our logo design was by David Paget. Music and mixing by Dave Ailing. And this episode was edited by Joshua Lytle. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) What a fucking... Train wreck. Oh my god. Can we release this episode? Oh, we're definitely releasing this episode. Okay, good. I mean, we made something. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. Everything that could have went wrong went wrong. I mean, we pulled out a story, but like, yeah, technically, JF Christ, like, (laughs) (laughs) oh my God. All right. All right. I'm stopping the tape.